everyone. Welcome to First Day Pod. I am Leanne Hello. I'm your host for this evening. Uh, Michael Govier can't be with us, but he says hello. He cannot wait to come back. Um, <clears throat> this one is going to be a little bit different. Um, my favorite part is the fact that you guys engage and, um, you know, you share your insights and you share your comments and your tips. And I'm going to tell you, it's my favorite part, but I really need that tonight. So I was going to cancel. Um, but I think it's really important to show up because this message is really, really important. And even though I don't have answers, I know that community means everything, uh, when you're struggling. So I really want all of us to come together, whether you're listening to this in the audio form, um, or if you're listening to this in the replay, um, but especially if you're listening to this live. So um, I will go through all of the housekeeping that we usually go through. Um, so we record live on Twitch, on YouTube, and on Facebook every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. And then we go for about half an hour, 45 minutes, depending on the conversation. Um, we have a book club that we do every Monday night from nine, no, from eight until nine. Um, and we start on time, end on time. And the conversation in that is always the best part. The books are always really good, but the conversation is always the best. Right now, we just started a book, um, and it is called, it didn't, it didn't start with you. And it's all about inherited family trauma and how that can be passed on through, uh, three to four generations and affect us without us even realizing it. So, um, really fascinating. We just started it. If you guys are interested in joining us, um, please do. Um, and I think that's it <laughs> for that. If, um, you know, if you're not able to, if you're not able to join us, um, during the, during the actual live recording, you can always email us at, uh, first day pod at gmail.com. Uh, or you can, um, DM us at any of our, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're all over. So we would love to hear from you. Um, and if you have any kind of things that you want us to talk about, um, or even comments from the last episode that you heard, um, I would love to bring those back into the next episode so you can be a part of it. So how you become a part of this, um, podcast, we do things a little bit differently here. So I'm not going to be talking at you the whole time. Um, what happens is, so I have a squirrel brain, you guys know me and love me for it. Um, and instead of me fielding all the comments that happen, I just, as they pop up, I bring them over, um, without reading them. So you become a part of the show live right away. Um, so that is my favorite part. And then we just talk about that. So now I have seen on the side, a few comments have been coming, so we'll just see who is here. Uh, if you are watching, hello, uh, unless you comment, I won't know you're here, but you do not have to, you don't have to comment, but I would love to know that you're here. So, um, please do that and let us know where you're, where you're tuning in from. Hey, Tina. Hi, honey. Okay. And, um, Josh, happy fourth, happy fourth of July, Josh, and all of our American friends. Um, Tina, yes, I'm assuming you're talking about needing to have this conversation and having community. Uh, Josh says, looks like you need a hug. I do. I do need a hug. And I'm going to tell you guys what is going on and what kind of sparked this theme. Tina says, hello, Lee. Love you. I'm here. Oh, I'm so happy you're here, Tina. So um, for those of you that are not local to the Windsor, Essex area, um, I will let you know what's been going on. So on Friday, we found out that, um, and we found out suddenly that um, somebody that's really important in our community uh, passed away suddenly in his sleep. Um, the family's not letting us know what happened or, and you know what, quite frankly, that doesn't really matter. Um, some of the, some of the information that I've been reading to learn about grief, um, that does help. It does help to know what happened because it helps us, um, come to terms with it because, um, one of the biggest problems with grief is the fact that we don't know 
you know, what happened and we can't come to terms with it. So sometimes learning what happened can help, um, but it's not necessary. What is important is to acknowledge it, just like we talk about on this show all the time. Um, the first thing is awareness and talking about it is super important. Um, on this show, we talk a lot about, um, you know, talking about what's really happening and talking about what we're feeling because this whole, you know, I'm okay. Um, it's, it's not, it's not helpful. It's just not helpful. Um, and I have, I have lived a lot of my life saying I'm okay when I'm not. Um, and this new thing, um, Tina says makes sense. So, um, this new thing about it's okay to not be okay, that is very true, but we need to be talking about it. We can't just say I'm not okay and not talk about it. So what I want this conversation really to be is, um, if any of you guys are from the area and you're struggling with the passing of Dave, um, Dave Hunter was a very big personality in our city. Um, he was one of those people that he would walk in a room and he would, his smile would literally light up a room. Like it, it's just, it's very difficult. And I've, I've been trying. Hey Jenny. Oh, I'm glad you're here. I love you too. Um, I've been trying to figure out because I have a lot of friends that are very, very close to him and Jenny, you're one of them. Uh, Cassandra, if you're watching, I know you're one of them. Um, Dave is one of those people that it really didn't matter how well you knew him, how close you were, how many, you know, times you spoke with him. He left an imprint on you. And I've been really like, I've been really grieving him since Friday. I've been having a really hard time with him not being here anymore because he was one of those people that you just always knew he would be there. You go to any event he's there. You go to any charity event, he's there. He's helping. He's behind the scenes. Um, and through all the stories that we have been hearing from his loss, he is behind the scenes in a lot of people's lives in this community. And so I've been trying to figure out why is my grief so strong? You know, I have, I've gone through grief of losing family and friends and this one is just, it's extra tough for some reason. Not that the other ones weren't bad, but this one was extra tough. And I think for me, there's also been a part of, I don't know him that well. So who am I to grieve this hard for him? And I think you guys know this quote. I've probably said this quote before, but I think this is the reason why Dave's, the grief for Dave is so widespread and it's Maya Angelou's quote that I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And we hear that quote all the time. And there's a lot of people we say, that's what I want to live by. And, you know, people talk about like how they're going to live their life. And some people say, that, you know, I'm going to write my eulogy and then I'm going to live into that. And that is what Dave has always done. Dave, no matter if you just met him in passing or if you were a dear friend of his, he made you feel seen, heard, loved. He joked with you. He made you laugh. He, he made you feel good. You could be right now. He he would be making everybody feel okay with his passing if there was some way of him being here. And I think that is why everybody is grieving him so hard because he literally touched everybody's heart. Um, Tina says, many people are feeling the same way, Lee. Yes, it, it is... Um, it is one of those things. And there was, I've, I've been doing a little bit of research. You guys know that I like to do research before my podcast and I didn't do a lot because 
Like I told you, I, I thought I was just going to cancel tonight. And up until 7.30, that's what I was going to do. Just last minute and just say, sorry, guys, I'm not going to show up. Um, But I needed to be here. And uh, I want to know from you guys, how do you deal with a sudden loss? And I'm going to be really selfish on this one. There's a lot of loss that we could talk about. The sudden loss of a job, the sudden loss of a home, there's sudden loss of a friendship, the sudden loss. There's so many sudden losses that we can have. But because we only do this podcast for 30 to 45 minutes, I'd really like to focus on sudden loss of of somebody that you love. So whether that's a human, I also this weekend found out that a good friend of ours um, lost her puppy. Uh, well, not puppy. I mean, buddy was a dog, like a, an older man. And, um, but it was sudden he was going in for surgery and the anesthesia had an, he had an allergic reaction and passed away. And that was sudden. That was, that's not what people were expecting. And that one feels weird to outside people because that's a, that's an animal. Why would you grieve that so much? And the last, the last grieving that I did that was like this one was for my dog. And I've had people pass in between. There's it not, we're never going to know how a passing will affect us. There are some people that, you know, you're supposed to grieve because they're so close to you. For some reason, you just didn't grieve them the same way. And it doesn't mean that you didn't love them anymore. It doesn't mean that, you know, they were less, they meant something less to you. But there's just certain people and certain animals and certain that that affect you a little bit more. So I want you guys to share with me what, how you guys cope, how you guys deal, tips that you have used in the past that we can use because I know there are going to be people that are going to be listening to this. Um, especially in our community, because um, we're reading all of the stuff about Dave, all the stories, and hoping that that's going to help. Um, so Melissa, hello, Melissa. So Melissa, she has been on our show. So if you guys are longtime listeners of First Day Pod, you know Mel. So she says, love you, Lee. I've been struggling as well with the sudden grief. Yes, it is. It, this is not easy. So how I would I would love to know if you're willing to share how you've been dealing with it, what you've been doing, what that's looked like for you. Uh, Tina says, when my dad passed, I laughed. I thought it was a joke. Then I felt at peace. Wow, Tina. No judgment. That's, <sighs> I thought Dave's was a joke at first. I, like it hit me. I was, it was so hard. And then I don't know that I still feel like it, it has happened. I know after this week, after the memorial and celebration of life and all that, that's where we might really start feeling it. Um, but I keep feeling like he's going to come back. And the more that I learn and the more that I research, that's one of those things that we have to accept. We have to figure out how we accept this because you guys know, we talk a lot about trauma and there's, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you think this is trauma or not, but if you're having a visceral reaction to this and you're not um, dealing with it, this could turn into an experience that will that will affect many decisions in the future because you're not dealing and you're, I don't know all the terms. I don't know all of the right things to say, but this is a trauma, especially when it's sudden, that we need to try to work through. Um, so if you're dealing with this, I highly recommend seeing a professional. Um, so if any of you guys are, or, you know, if you've been dealing with any kind of grief, there are grieving counselors that you can see that are completely dedicated to grief that are, you can go into community with other people that are grieving the same way. Um, and I think that's really, really important. Um, because we don't feel like we're, um, 
I, I don't know. So let me, this is great. Okay. So now you guys are sharing. Okay. So welcome. So Josh says, I have lost many military friends suddenly to 22 a day. Oh, Josh, 22 a day. Have also lost just about all of my close two to three people to me suddenly years ago. So it was extra rough because my small circle was gone. Oh, Josh. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I want to know how, how do you deal with that? Like anything or what did you think would help? And that maybe didn't, you know, cause we're all just trying these things. Tina says, I felt numb when I heard about Dave. Yeah. Tina, I've heard that like, that is a great word to use. I think because the whole saying life is not promised hit me. If it can happen to him, it can happen to anyone. Amen. Absolutely. Josh says, sorry to take away the spotlight of this current sudden loss. Okay. Thank you for saying that, Josh. That's not taking away anything. That is sharing your loss with my loss, with Tina's loss and Mel's loss. That's kind of like, this is going to be a really bad example. But when we had, back in Windsor in 2000, I don't I think it was 18, we had like a one in a hundred year flood that was like, it was a really bad flood, hit 6,000 homes in Windsor. It was awful. But at the same time, I can't remember which hurricane it was. I'm sure like you guys would know what it was, but there was a major hurricane that was happening at the exact same time where people were not losing their basements. They were losing their homes. They were losing people and everything. And during that time, people in Windsor my family included, didn't even want to complain about what our loss was because how dare we say anything about our loss when there's other people that are struggling at that heightened sense. But loss is loss. Loss is loss. And I think when we can share our loss about something, it opens up just like it opened up for you, Josh, to be able to share your loss. And we can all kind of rally together. So I'm glad that you're sharing. Tina says, Josh Govier, not at all. See, that's, no, it's not taking the spotlight away. Josh says, it sounds counterintuitive, but most of the people who light up a room or seem fine are most at risk. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really hard. That's, I mean, you think of, and we don't know. We don't know what happened with with Dave. Um, there's rumors that are going around about what happened with Dave. And until the family comes out and lets us all know what actually happened, we don't know. But that is one of the things that everybody's mind goes to. Because you think of like people like Robin Williams, who on the outside, you wouldn't think. I mean, he had everything right? Like he was, he was the happy guy. And unless you really knew his, cause he did share, um, then, you know, you just don't, you don't see that, but you're right, Josh, those are the people. And like, for me, that's why this podcast has been so good for me because I have shared with you guys a lot of things that I just have never shared because I am that person that like walks into a room and it's not because I'm hiding. I just want to make it that clear that people that go into a room and light up a room, it's not that they're hiding. And some people might be. But we can, we talk about this all the time, is the and. It's, I can be sad and I can show up. I can be sad and if I see you, I can be happy. When I go to the funeral, it always feels weird to me. But if you see people that you haven't seen in a long time, for me anyway, even though I am torn apart inside, I will feel love and joy for seeing them. We could even joke, like Tina said when she laughed, there might be laughter and that's okay. So like, I think that we need to, I think we, I think we just need to embrace all of these parts of us. <sighs> okay. Um, sorry for those of you that are listening to this in the audio and I just breathed into the mic like that. I apologize. Um, 
Okay, so Jenny says this was the most difficult. Jenny, I wish you could read this out loud for the audio people. <laughs> so this was the most difficult. I couldn't believe, and I almost wanted to deny it. I miss him, his sense of humor, his encouragement, and help with whatever that I needed. I don't think I've dealt with it yet. I'm hurt, I'm sad, and angry all at once. Jenny, thank you for sharing. And that's important. That's important too, is to share and acknowledge all of those feelings. Because we can't be angry. We can't be angry. It's not fair that he's gone. And we can be sad and we can be hurt. And if it was, if he was struggling with something, you know, we can all feel like, why couldn't he come to me? Like, that's a hard part too. And you know what, Jen, like you probably haven't dealt with it yet. I know I haven't. Tina says, um, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Lee, you hit it on the head. We get to talk about how we feel. Yes. Yes. And we don't have to, like, nobody has to look like anything. Like before, like, so before this podcast, um, Mike was like, okay, let's go, let's go for a walk. And I said, I can't, I have to prep. <laughs> and he's like, really, you can't go for a 10 minute walk. And then I thought, what the hell? Like, so I'm going to prep and then I'm going to go in. No, I need to go for a walk and I need to hold his hand. And I need to, I took my shoes off and I grounded and I walked through the grass just so then I would be able to handle this because I know that I wouldn't be able to handle this conversation if I wouldn't have taken literally just 10 minutes out for me. And that's one of the things that I want all of us to remember is that we need to take time out for ourselves. And it's not selfish, but we're not going to be able to show up for anybody. And for me, I have been, I've been eating more. I've been sleeping less. I've been drinking water less and all of that is playing into these feelings because I can't control my feelings when I'm eating this way, when I'm, when I'm dehydrated, when I'm tired. So we need to remember to be able to do these things so we can get through our day. Um, Jenny says, I've kept to myself for those reasons and people speculating without really knowing him has offended me. That's fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, but I'd ask why that's offending you. Because I, I, and that's totally fair. And you've been so close to him. And how dare people speculate. Um, for me, I asked a close friend of the family, are the rumors true? And I didn't use my words properly. And Mike always teaches me like, use your words. And we talk about on the show all the time, use your words and, and say what you mean. You know, um, I should have said what the rumor was. Um, because she said, yes, unfortunately they're true. And I don't, now I don't know what rumor she thought I was talking about, but she came back to me the next morning. and was like, I was talking, you know, to the family and, there's rumors, you know, and those are not true. And so, so I went through this roller coaster of thinking I knew because I thought that I confirmed it with the right person. And because I didn't use my language, because I didn't say the words, because I couldn't speak the words. Then I, I went on a roller coaster of like thinking I knew what happened and then not. And that's why I'm like, I don't even care. Like who gives a shit what happened? Um, we just, you know, the rumors that I've been hearing is that it could have been suicide. It could have been drugs. And for Dave, like who gives a shit why he's not here anymore. But if his death will bring about any kind of conversation about the drug issue that we have, because people are so hurting, we need to talk about it. The suicide rate is so freaking high. So if people are running with these rumors and it's going to make people talk about it and bring it up about it, then let's talk about it. And not, I hate that there's like, people are upset. And I'm not saying you, Jen, I'm not saying you, but I'm, I hate that people are even upset about like, oh, he would, 
not Dave, but just in general, like, let's take Dave out of the picture, but, oh, he would never do that. And like, oh my God, like, there's no shame around it. There are so many people that think that that's the answer and maybe it is for them because they have no other way of getting around it. So if these rumors are going to cause these conversations, but in a constructive way so we can help the people that are struggling right now, the rates are so high. And Tina, you did a podcast or a video and you shared some stats and I, I can't remember what they were, but they were something like, oh my God, like, I don't know, like six people in Canada a day. Does this make sense? Or in Ontario a day that that actually die of suicide and like 200 or 300 attempt it a day, like this is not okay. And so if the rumors are being used to be able to start conversation, because I think that's what the the big thing is to, it's not to blame or put shame on anything. Um, Anyway. Okay. I'm going to take a glass of like a little sip of water because that's supposed to help with crying. There we go. And I just, um, not that crying is bad, but crying and reading is not helpful. (laughs) So, okay. Josh says, oh wait, no, sorry. Okay. Let me catch up. Okay. Here we go. So, uh, I don't know where everything is at. Okay. So Josh says, I tighten up my bootstraps and carry on. That's how I deal. I struggle with hardcore thoughts every day. Lee, you know what I'm referring to when we've talked about it at length. Yes, Josh, absolutely. Yes, extreme thoughts. And that is great advice if that is working for you. And maybe that is the only answer for you. And that's, I'm I'm not, when I'm asking for advice and what you guys, what you guys do, I'm a big believer in whatever helps or works for you and gets you through, it gets you through. And if any, Dave has taught us anything, it's that tomorrow literally is not promised. Today literally is the first day of the rest of our lives and could be the last. And, um, so whatever we need to get through, then do it. But pulling up the bootstraps and just carrying on and not dealing with these, these emotions, um, isn't the right answer for everybody. Um, so you know what you need, Josh, but it's, it's definitely not the answer for, for everybody. Um, Tina, I'll send Jenny love. That's, I love you guys so much. Um, Josh also says someone close to friends of ours lost a close family member to sudden loss less than a week ago. We're hearing it everywhere. We're hearing it. It's, This is just so, so sad. Josh says, self-care is most important at times like this. I don't, but the right thing to do is mental health self-care. Yes, yes. Our mental health self-care. And I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about this last week. We talked about this the week before. Um, You know, Josh has always said that like, you know, our mental health drives everything else and our, our thinking drives everything else. And it's 100% true. Um, but also we do need to be taking care of ourselves physically. Um, and this is one of the things too, why like it's so important for us to be hyper vigilant. And I have not been, I'm telling you, I have not been, but hyper vigilant in our food and our water and our sleep, especially during these times. Um, okay. So Jenny says, it's offending me because it has started so many different rumors and judgment. Okay. Yes. Okay, Johnny. Yeah, I totally get that. The judgment part is what sucks. The judgment to say yes. But what we need to realize is anybody that is judging, um, they're dealing with their own shit or not dealing with it, really. Because we, who are we to judge anybody? You know, that whole thing, like, you know, let the, I don't know, I'm going to screw it up, but the whole thing about throwing a stone in the glass house, whatever, we all have our things and we're all struggling. And the reason why podcasts like this exist and people show up and listen and share 
is because we're all dealing with our shit. Like we can't deal. I talked to a guy that I haven't talked to in a while. And actually he's going to be coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we, he was asking like, so what is a podcast about? Whatever. And I said, you know what? Ultimately it's us dealing with life. It's us dealing with our shit because nobody knows how to do it. Nobody's talking about it. And we're all just like jumping on these bandwagons of like self-care and like, you guys know I love journaling, but it's like journaling and meditating and all of this shit, but nobody's like going deep and talking about the real stuff that matters. And that's what we need to do. So the judgment, like, yeah, it sucks. Like don't judge based on the rumors, but if these rumors can create some kind of conversation, I think it's, you know, worth it. Dave was a big, big champion of mental health and, um, really big. Um, so partially like, let's do it in his honor that we're talking about mental health, you know? Um, oh God. So Tina, oh, here are the stats. So 20 people a day. Ew, 20 people a day. That's awful. Just in Canada, 4,000 a year. Yes. In Canada. Um, Tina says, found out today that Alyssa Van passed away too yesterday. Yes. She's so young. Everybody. I just found out about that too. I just found out about that too. This is, it's so sad. So Josh says many military suffer suicide 22 a day. I have a military buddy who between both of us have pulled each other away from the ledge more times than I can count. Wow. Josh. Yeah, that's of of course, that does not surprise me. Josh says, me just carrying on is not healthy for me, but it's all I know how to exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's knowing that it's not healthy, but I mean, if it's getting you through right now, um, but if there's ever, you know, if there's anything that I can do or, but that's not for a lack of trying for you because you've been trying all of the things and seeing what's working and um, I do want to like this, this book that we're reading about the, the, um, the traumas that are coming from family. Um, I'm wondering how much that plays in Josh too. um, be interesting. Tina says I shared a very vulnerable live today and I got restricted on YouTube. I was censored on Facebook and how to take down the video, even though the one second leading cause of death among young people. You're kidding me. That is awful. Did they say exactly what you said? That like, so who knows? This might go down too. So thank you for being here. Um, yeah, that makes it very difficult. And that's why I think, so these podcasts are amazing for this talking. And one of the things that I did when I was trying to, I didn't know I was lost on Friday when I found out I was lost and, um, I didn't know how to handle it. And so I started reading people's stories and I was reading, you know, all of the tributes to Dave. And then my heart was hurting even more because now it wasn't hurting because I lost Dave. Now it was hurting because I was hearing how much hurt was happening throughout the city and how many people sounded like they just didn't know how to go on and they, they didn't know how to deal with it. And so I, I know it's weird, but like maybe we all need to start being a little bit more weird. Um, I reached out to people if they, not everybody that was like, Oh, my condolences or whatever, which is fine. It's a beautiful thing to say and like whatever, but like the people that really like poured their hearts out that like just sounded like they were really struggling. I reached out and just said, Hey, you know what? We don't know each other, but if you're alone and if you need to talk, I'm here. And there were quite a few people that responded and said, thank you and shared their story or why it's been affecting them or and I've I had on Friday, especially I had a lot of really good conversations with people. And I think we need to be doing that more often. So one of the messages that I think that we need to do and we talk about it, but we don't do it. And I know I don't do it. Um, 
we need to start reaching out. When we get that little inkling, that little thing that's like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't heard, you know, from Christy in a while, you know, I'm just going to reach out to her. And then what goes in her head is, oh, well, I haven't talked to her in so long. Like that would be weird for me to reach out just like all of a sudden and see how she's doing. So like, oh, I'm sure she's fine. Let me go on Facebook. Oh yeah. It looks like she's doing great. Yeah. Facebook sucks for that. Like it's a great place to stay connected, but like, don't look at somebody's Facebook and say, oh my gosh, they've got everything going on for them. We need to start reaching out and saying, hey, how are you doing? And then when they say, okay, how are you? That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Say, oh yeah, no, you know, I'm whatever, whatever you're actually feeling. And then say, oh yeah, I just, you know, I know that like times must be really tough right now because of whatever, you know, or, oh, I know you started a new job. Just wanted to check in and see how that's going. Or, oh, the kids are out of school now. I I guess that must be crazy. How's that going? Like ask things that you know might be difficult so you can start a conversation. Because the other thing is most people don't want to be a burden. People don't want to be like, you say, how are you doing? They say, okay. And then you say, okay, cool. Me too. Great. I at least checked in. No, that's, it's nice, but we all have to do better. And now we, we know we have to do better because we're all having these conversations. And Dave aside, there's a lot of us that are not doing okay right now. There's a lot of us that need to have those conversations. And so if you hear of something or if somebody says something that just feels a little bit off or you look in their eye and it's just like, mm, something's going on, be that kind space for them to be able to share at least so they know you know um do 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 so josh says much of the stuff that gets taken down is because so many people don't want to face the hard truths of what is really going on worldwide you're right absolutely some of the best ways to come out on the other side is to push through and face our problems head on that's that's a big one okay So to push through, yes, but to face our problems is the big, that's the piece of it. That's the piece that like people want to push through. I've always pushed through. It's like, oh, the only way, you know, around something is really through something. But like, I feel like it's going through it with blinders or like blindfolds and just like, it's not, we need to be facing what's going on. Um, Tina completely agrees. Tina says, Josh, Josh Govier, so true. She knows she's like a coach beyond coaches. So very good. Josh says, many times, many people find avenues to distract or deny our problems, which causes a small problem to become a mountain. Yes. Amen. Amen. Tina says, how are you doing? Fine. Notice how when you say fine, it's the end of the conversation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because then people get that. Ooh, you get that feeling. You get that feeling where you're like, Ooh, that's not, they're not okay. But then you're like, mm, do I really have time to get into this? And here's the other thing, guys. If we don't have time to get into it and somebody is ready to like land something on us instead of saying, Oh, okay. Good to hear that. They're fine. Say, you know, that really doesn't sound like you're fine. I'd love to hear about it. I'm just running out right now and can't talk, but can I call you later? Or can you let me know and I'll respond later? That's okay too. Like we don't have to stop our life to take care of the world, but we can be honest about, hey, you know what? I don't, or simply, I don't have the capacity to take that on right now. That's okay too. That's something that I'm learning is that like for us to be able to say, I just can't. I can't right now. And like, especially when you're feeling your feelings. I had Mel is a a really good friend of mine and he was a dear friend of Dave's. And I reached out to him right away. And so did probably half of the city. And, you know, he said, I really, I just can't right now. I hope you understand. And it was just like, I'm sure it was a canned message. Um, I'm really grieving and I'm grieving for the family and I just don't have the words, but when I resurface, I will reach out. And then he did. 
And that was okay. That was totally like, nobody would say, oh my gosh, how dare you? Why aren't you responding to everybody? So we all know you're okay. That's okay. Like we can say, we're not able to respond the way that maybe some people want us to. Um, Josh says many times alcohol, drugs, sex, et cetera, are our ways to cope with the problems we do not want to face. Amen. Yes, absolutely. And he also, Josh also says, now there are times when we face our problems for, for some, the problem is overwhelming and some don't make it through. Yes. That's what, so that's a big part of it too, is that I think what's going to happen as the aftermath of this is that it's not only going to be our grief that we're dealing with, but there's a lot of other things that come up for it. It, our own mental health comes up. Um, I know a lot of Tina, I know you did this. I did this. I'm sure a lot of people have done this, that then you start reevaluating what's important in your life. You know, um, you look at somebody like Dave that touched so many people and he had his hands in so many things. And you think, man, you know, I really need to kind of step up and really serve my community, or I need to be more like Dave. Like he was such a shining star and no, 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 no. We don't, we don't have to like compare ourselves to him, but what we do have to do is we have to like figure out what we need and then do that. And if what that is, is, you know, Jen said earlier, Jenny said earlier that she's been kind of shying away from people right now. That's okay. As long as Jenny, you know, that if you need anybody that I'm here, you have a lot of people around you that are here but being saying I need time on my own, that's okay too. That's not a, oh my gosh, now do I have to worry that, you know, something's going to happen and Jenny's just not going to be able to handle this? No, sometimes we just need to be alone. And a lot of us, especially through COVID, we have, if we weren't introverts before we became introverts. So now this like onslaught of like having to be in community is sometimes overwhelming. So just finding that one person that we can reach out to I think is really important as well. Um, we're getting close to that 45 minute mark. I talked a lot more than I thought I was going to, um, but you guys have shared so much. And I have a few things that I just want that I did research and I was like, this is interesting. I want to share it um, because I wasn't sure who was going to share tonight. I didn't know if people were going to be able to come on, but you guys, you guys have been amazing. Um, Tina says, thanks for this conversation, Lee. You're brave and so amazing having this conversation. Well, honey, thank you. And thank you for all that you do and for all that you do for our community and elsewhere. Like you're all over the place, um, literally like Europe and London and everywhere. So um, thank you for just being a champion for, for everybody. Josh says, or there are also times where we realize that we might need to lessen the load on ourselves or for some increase our load to test ourselves. Yes. Okay. So this one's really interesting, Josh. Yes. If we find that we have to lessen the load, that's one of the things that we have to learn is that it is okay to lessen the load, even if that means disappointing somebody else, because quite frankly, disappointing a few people or even a lot of people is a lot better than disappointing yourself and not being able to handle it. Um, but this increased your load to test yourself. That is very interesting. And I did hear that there's been studies and I think I shared it a couple weeks ago. Um, there have been studies that sometimes people that are like, and I'm going to get this wrong. So I'm not even going to like talk about the actual study, but it was like in a, it was in a university and that people um, had more depression and anxiety and like loneliness and all of that and an overwhelm. I think that might've been more of what it was to have more overwhelm and stress. That's what it was. <laughs> Thank you for being on this little train with me. Um, and what they thought is that the students had to lessen the load. And I can't remember exactly what the study is that they did, but they took two groups of students and one, they lessened the load. I think they like said, okay, at the end of the class, you can have, uh, you can either choose to have like 15 minutes to yourself that you can leave class early and, um, and go and do whatever you want with that time. 
And then the other half was you can stay for 15 minutes after and tutor somebody else. And you would think that the people that got the 15 minutes to do whatever they wanted would then feel less overwhelmed, less anxiety. They actually didn't because in that 15 minutes, you just, when you're in a state of stress and overwhelm, you just fill those minutes. So they weren't actually doing anything productive with that time. They weren't taking time for themselves. They weren't decompressing. They were just going on to the next thing and filling another 15 minutes into another task where the kids that went and they said, okay, I'm going to go 15 minutes and I'm going to tutor somebody else. The fact that they were giving of themselves and helping other people actually lessen their stress and their overwhelm. So I think us sharing, um, sharing our, our experiences, I think sharing in other people's pain, um, being vulnerable, but not being vulnerable to be popular or being vulnerable because it's the thing to do being vulnerable because you feel like the message that you have to get out will resonate with somebody and you're doing it of service. Um, today I actually struggled with that as well. I was like, I, I knew that this conversation had to be had. I knew that we had to have it. But then in the back of my head, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it because I don't want people to think that I'm using this experience, you know, to benefit our podcast in some way, like, you know, cause we have such a big following, but I didn't want that. And that's where your ego goes. You're like, it's so it's, it hurts us so much because there is like no thought that that would be like what this is. But in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't show up because maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's too soon. And then I was like, you know what? That's why it took me until 7.30. Cause then I was like, no, you know what? Screw it. I'm here crying at my dinner table. If I'm crying, somebody else is crying. And so let's have this conversation. So, um, I think we just need to just follow what's going on. Um, but, 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 so anyways, and, and being of service to other people, I think is going to help us. Jenny says, thank you, Lee. I love you, Jenny. Uh, Josh says, we need to enjoy life. Working is not enjoying life. You only get one shot at this thing we called life. Yes. Okay. Yes. Except for I really do enjoy working, (laughs) but yes, I, I completely agree with you. I recent, uh, Josh also says, I recently realized I have worked my life away and missed out on so much. Sad part is from a out of work perspective, I have not enjoyed anything. Oh, Josh. Josh says, enjoy and live your life, everyone. Oh, that is such a good way to end, Josh. That is such a good way to end. Okay. So I am going to just share these last few things, um, that I just wanted to share with you guys. Okay. One is there is such a thing called grief brain. So if you guys are listening to this, I want you guys to realize that that's a real thing. Um, so it ends up that we, it worsens our memory. It actually rewires our brain when we're going through grief. Uh, it rewires our brain and it can worsen our memory, um, our cognition and our concentration. So what I would, what I would suggest is that if you have anything that is going on, at work or with people that are, you know, that you have to make big decisions right now. If you're going through this grief right now and it's intense, let people know, you know what, I'm going through grief right now. I'm going to try my best, but you might want to check my work. When we thought we were losing my sister to Crohn's, this was like 20 years ago, I was working for an advertising agency. And I remember, I don't know why I came up with this because I was only in my 20s. But I went to my executives. I was the assistant to both of them. And I went to both of them. And I said, hey, guys, I just want to let you know that I'm going through a really tough time right now. We may be losing my sister. I'm still coming into work. However, check my work. Because even though I think I'm at 100% doing it, it might not be right. And I'm going to tell you, there were things that I missed, stupid things that I missed because I was in a fog. And so... I would suggest that you do that to take care of yourself because there's nothing wrong with it. Um, But grief brain is a real thing. People pushing people away during this time is a real thing. So just don't take offense to it. So if you have a partner, I know that I've been doing that with 
mic because I haven't been able to handle this and I don't, you know, he's, he's very good with me, but I have been pushing him away a little bit. Um, but he doesn't take it offensively. He knows where it's coming from. He knows who we are. He knows what our relationship is. Um, so try not to take offense to that and just be there for the people that are in your life that are going through this. Um, we talked about sudden bereavement being a type of trauma. So we really need to be working on this because I don't want to see people having a lot of like more issue on top of this because nobody's dealing with this, this, um, loss, especially in Windsor right now, because I know a lot of people are thinking about this whole thing about like, well, I didn't know him that well. So who am I to grieve? Uh, just you need to allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. Um, that's part of what complicated grief is. Uh, so if you want, you can look up complicated grief. It's it's fascinating. Um, accept rather deny your feelings and sudden death, different than just a death that you know that's coming. Sudden death, the grief is not greater. However, the ability to cope is reduced. So that's another part of why these conversations are so important. So as Josh says, enjoy and live your life, everyone. I want you guys to know that we are here for you. You can email us at the show firstdaypod at gmail.com. You can find us on social. We're not really active there, but we are available in the DMs. Um, And I just want you to know today is the first day of the rest of our lives. So figure out what you need and what you want. and Let's get after it. I love you guys. Big hugs and thank you so much for everybody that showed up today. All right. I love you. Bye.